You're listening to Cobs and Spikes, a new podcast from the International Maize and Wheat Improvement Center, CIMIT. I'm your host, Rachel Kramer. This is a space where we break down complex science into bite-sized, audio-rich explainers. We have real conversations with experts from around the world who are innovating in the fields of agriculture, food security, and nutrition. And we listen to stories that link CIMIT's research with real-world applications. On today's episode, you'll meet Arturo Silva Inoosa, Simit's Seed Systems Lead for Africa and Latin America, to learn about the center's work in Haiti. Haiti has the lowest maize yields in Latin America and the Caribbean, and around half of the population is undernourished. Five hurricanes in the past decade and a magnitude 7.0 earthquake in 2010 have only exacerbated these issues. In 2017, Simit sent 150 tons of new and improved maize seed to the Caribbean nation to jumpstart its maize seed sector, improve food security, and decrease malnutrition. Here's part of that conversation. My role as a seed system specialist is to get the improved seed to the farmer. So you're talking more about the logistics side of things? Like, are you working with seed companies and Ex- with- Exactly. We work in uh, the rest of Latin America and Africa with seed companies. The issue with Haiti is that the country is so poor and undeveloped that they do not have a companies or how to how to deploy that seed. That piece of the puzzle is is absent. So we need to work from the beginning in developing a seed industry in Haiti. That is the, the challenge over there. Before Simit was involved, how are they getting their seeds? Well, basically what the farmer is planting is the same grain he produced that was bought as grain and then somehow a little bit uh, of cleaning and distribution to other places of the country is done. And then it's, it gets bought uh, back by, by another farmer in the same community or somewhere else. But this is not regulated, and so the quality of that grain seed is is very poor. And specifically, the variety that we're going to discuss is a high-protein content variety that if the proper production of that seed is not there, those quality traits, those those high-protein traits are absent in the grain. So that, that was the the first step we took when, when we started with this project in Haiti to really recognize and see how much of the original variety that was brought to Haiti 30, 35 years ago was still there. So what we did in the beginning was to set up trials in order to identify the locally produced Ugo, that is the name of the variety, versus our Uyugo that we keep here in the gene bank and how much was the the yield potential, the quality presence and the high protein content in the Haiti Hugo and in the original genetics that we have here. Right. And before I follow up with a question about that, um, can you set the scene for us? So in 2017, Simit sent 150 tons of new and improved maize seed to Haiti. So what was happening in Haiti that prompted Simit to do this? 
You know, Haiti is a, is a country which is constantly suffering uh, earthquakes, uh, hurricanes, and all that. There was no chance that we could produce that much seed uh, locally in Haiti. So we produced the seed and then we backed it. Then we needed to test it for any diseases. We need to be very careful with any shipment that gets out of cement that there is absolutely no a disease uh, that is present in Mexico that can be transferred to there. So we double-checked that everything was completely okay to do the, the, the logistics. Then it's about bringing in the seed, bagging in, treating it, then putting it into containers and uh, getting it to the port of Veracruz and then uh, all the trajectory to the island and Something very important, seed is a living being, it's an embryo. So if at any point in the logistics that seed is sitting inside a container with all the sunlight and all of that, it will kill the seed. So you won't have anything, it's, it's going to be grained, not seed. And the farmer will not have a positive outcome of planting that seed. So it was very careful logistics. And then... We don't have a refrigerated storage in Haiti, so we needed to find out where was the best place to, to store that seed locally, and we finally found a, a place that was uh, somehow uh, okay. We adapted it. There was no no real cold storage with all the the metrics that with all the the pieces of equipment you need to keep properties. So we somehow adapted that to the local capacities and, and and was it a basement or where did you put yeah it's it? it's a basement it's always yeah you it's actually a, a basement and 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 when we installed some dehumidifiers and some ventilators to to keep the airflow going and and bring the the humidity down so what kills the seed it's high humidity and heat so that is very very dangerous there for the seed did the government reach out to Simit to ask for this seed? Like, how did that get started? Yeah, we we worked in this uh, Magi Plus uh, project very close with the Haitian government, the Agriculture Department of Haiti. So they knew that we were bringing in, and we made a plan to distribute part of this seed for relief. So we already distributed more than half uh, of the seed with the with the government. Another third of of that has been distributed through uh, NGOs and right now we are at the final phase of the second term of this project and we are planning to distribute 40 tons that we still have in the coming months or yeah yeah it, it that needs to be done uh, before March and who pays for all of this well this is uh United States uh, Agency for oh, International USA. Development. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that they are the the, the donors for this project. Uh, we have been collaborating, as you know, in many countries with USAID, and so one uh, employee from USAID in Pakistan who was in Haiti called us in to uh, get started with this, and and yeah, it's it's a very challenging project. The circumstances of the of the country are very hard, but we have this mantra in seed systems 
to say, if we can do it there, we can do it anywhere because all the challenges are present there. What are some of those challenges? You talked about storage, but what are some of the other issues that yeah, you face? There are no seed companies. There is no sustainability. Right now, what we are trying is to find out if, if there is a possibility to continue a third and final phase. Two, we already identified new genetics in, in new products to substitute that, are, that, that do yield and perform better than this Yugo variety. Uh, we train people who can produce the seed and we identified some regions in the country that are viable to produce seed and some others to produce the grain. And we already are uh, discussing with a local mill uh, in order for them to buy the locally produced grain. So if we can uh, close the circle from local production to consumption and all that, that will be a virtuous circle that will aid the country. So doing that would be the first steps toward sustainability of this kind of project. So we really want to insist with USAID to help us uh, with some funding or get us to work together with some other funding agencies and show what we have achieved so far so that we can continue and close with a, a sustainable project after these years working in the, in the island. And can you talk about this variety that was introduced? Like, why is it superior to a variety that a farmer in Haiti might be growing and um, collecting that seed every year? Well, basically, uh, Hugo was named after our breeder here, Hugo Cordova. So he worked very hard towards uh, bringing uh, nutritional enhanced varieties. And that's basically what, what we have in that variety. People in Haiti do eat corn uh, fresh, roasted, so it has better nutritional content. But also, since, it's a, since it is an improved variety, the yield is higher, the adaptation to the local uh, environment is better, and uh, you get a, a variety that, can, that is adapted locally and does also perform well on their very low or no fertilization conditions. So that is the, the positive part. And Hugo has performed so well that it was embraced or used by so many farmers, the number one variety. And right now what we uh, did with the trials is that we have at least five additional varieties that can in the future replace Hugo with better performance. Okay. And is it correct to say that like something that the researchers at Cement are doing is like one of the reasons why they can get an improved variety is that they're testing those kernels for um, yeah, higher protein quality or disease resistance. So then they're able to breed those. So it's so you have like a a better line and it's more homogenous. Exactly, right? exactly. I mean uh, 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 a variety is composed by many lines. Regular like hybrid, you, it, you require two, two improved lines uh, or, or three. We have many for, for the tropics are three-way crosses. A variety is composed by five, six lines. 
So the traits are identified in the certain lines that we know that have adaptation. And while crossing them uh, in, the, in the field, you then test that variety and we put it side by side in the fields of the farmers. So we always check whatever the farmer has and compare it to the, to the new variety. And we only advance those products that outperform what is the locally being being used have you have you ever gotten criticism about this project from people who didn't quite understand what you were well doing? definitely there's people that uh, do not have knowledge and they were thinking that we were sending to the island at some point in time some genetically modified varieties which is completely untrue we are sending maize genetics but uh, and it is traditional crossing any gmo traits are completely absent so you tested it to make sure that there is no genetic modified component and exactly, in, exactly. In it. Yeah. there's absolutely a, and the documents are are open for anyone to to review can you talk about the training program like how many farmers have been involved with that and who does the training and, and what are they being trained on well, basically, we have brought two groups of about 20 trainers of trainers. Those are people that were chosen by the universities, by the government, the Department of Agriculture in Haiti. And so these are people who are related to the agriculture. And we train them how the, the maize plant grow, what kind of crosses and varieties can be produced and the way to produce them appropriately in the field and how to keep the genetic purity and quality of the seed from planting to opening the bag in the farmer field. And uh, we brought them to uh, some seed companies. We brought them, brought them to the field. It was a combined field and classroom training and uh, all the documents were translated into Creole. So these trainers of trainers do have all of these documents in Creole so that they can train people in Haiti. It's, it's all about seed systems and how to produce seed. Do you have any numbers on how many people have been affected by the training? Well, so far, uh, the first group was uh, a 20-people group. Uh, the second one was 30, the ones who came in Mexico. But so far, we have reached around 350 to 500 people in Haiti. And we are still working with the University of Florida and some other NGOs to deliver this knowledge in, in other courses. So that is part of the of the closing phase of this uh, second Magi Plus uh, project. We are intending to reach at least 1,000 people. Are the farmers buying the seed? Is it subsidized, or um, are they getting it for free? Uh, well, the f I the, the seed that we have delivered so far it has been for free because we are aiming to replace the old Hugo variety. So it's in our best interest that the people do see a difference. And, you know, Haiti, after all of this 
earthquakes and, and, and hurricanes and, and political situation and people is, is kind of in a difficult condition so better give them the seed for free so that they, they get the improved genetics in their, in their fields. Has there been anyone who's been resistant to it, or are most people just excited no, to have? No, surprisingly, no. Well, I, I mean, I've been visiting Haiti at least five times, and they are really, really happy to improve genetics. One farmer stopped us, and 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 he addressed me and and asked me, "When are you bringing here hybrids so that I can have a good crop?" And I can sell that crop and get my children to have better education. That was really, I mean, for me, it was shocking. So, but any farmer in the world, what they want is to have a better livelihood and be able to provide better for their family and get them educated. They all want to improve. So they know that. The, the best way to do that is to plant improved genetics. And we are a CIMIT. Uh, it's our, uh, our duty to do that kind of job and reach those humble farmers. Learn how CIMIT and its partners are working on smart solutions by visiting our website, www.cimmyt.org. You can subscribe to Cops and Spikes on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.